Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I am joined today by Frances Tang. Um, she is the founder of a company called Awkward Essentials. So y'all know with a name like that, I'm just immediately perking up and I have to know what this is about. Um, Frances, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Caitlin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll just tell everybody a little bit more about you and then we will jump right in. Um, so Awkward Essentials is an innovative personal hygiene company um, that is best known for its marquee product, product, the drip stick. Okay. And listen to this. Uh, the drip stick makes post-sex cleanup a piece of cake. Okay. So, um, Francis created this product, uh, from the dissatisfaction about like the amount of convenient solutions that were on the market for, excuse me, for post-sex, um, cleanup and really was determined, um, to create something like, from what I can understand, create something that's like pleasurable, that actually like meets the need, um, and replaces, um, as she calls it, the sacrificial sex towel that many of us know all too well. Um, so let's just, uh, let's just jump right into it. Um, so Francis, I, uh, I would love to hear like a little bit more about like the inspiration. Uh, cause I can't imagine that as a, uh, you know, as a little girl, you were like, you know what, one day I'm going to have a company called awkward essentials. <laughs> you are correct. It was never my intention to become the face of the cum sponge. That was not, not on the the list of goals yeah. totally thought I was going to have a normal job in an office. <laughs> like, like you see in the movies, you know, the stuff yeah. you see watching chick flicks and when you grow up. So mm -hmm. I, I've had a lot of different jobs and one of the jobs that I have had was as a baker. And so I love baking. I love making cakes and in the kitchen, when you are making cake batter or like sauce or whatever, there's a tool called a rubber spatula right? And you can get the last of the batter or sauce out of the bowl. And so the inspiration for drip stick came from baking. Um, and it is not a plastic spatula. Drip stick is a medical grade sponge that absorbs all the excess fluids internally. And I just, I was not happy with 
my after sex cleanup routine, right? Like every time I would have sex with my husband, I would do the crazy ninja roll thing off the bed and cross my <laughs> legs and try to make it to the bathroom before like a big glob comes out. And then you're like sitting on the toilet and you know, you can't pee it out because it's a different hole. And I think as I got older, I just got more OCD. I was like, okay, I I'm just going to get in the shower. I'm just going to dig it out with my finger. Like, I don't want to deal with the repercussions of washing my sheets or feeling it the next day or worse being at work the next day and you like feel this gush and you're Mm. like oh is that my period and it's not your period so you have to run to the bathroom and so every time I would look on the internet to see if there was a solution for this everyone talked about the towels or t-shirts or like using their partner's like underwear but it's great for the outside. But to me, I'm like, okay, the problem is internal. So that's when that light bulb moment of combining the idea of a spatula and um, a sponge came to light. Oh my gosh. This is, um, this is so brilliant and truly like the thing I'm so present to is that this idea could only be created by a woman <laughs> like the men right even if they just like see the see the after effect right like they're not really present to what it's like right <laughs> yeah we are the only ones who know and feel and experience it and so it just kind of goes into why there needs to be more female founders out there because we're the only ones who can solve our problems and we make up over half the population. So. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons um, why I was so excited to talk to you and just to sort of let all of you, my listeners in um, I, you know, I don't actually um, talk to a lot of like brands or people who've created products on this show. Not that I'm opposed to it. I just am like not particularly like turned on about it, but I've gone down this little rabbit hole of um, a couple of you um, sex tech founder, sex tech. I got it right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sex tech um, female founders. And I just like what I'm finding is that you are a particular group of women like who are very sort of like problem solving oriented. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way for this, you know, and then it's also like um, you just in order to create a product like this and speak about it in the world, you have to have a certain level of just owning your message and owning your story and believing in it so deeply to talk about something like this on a daily basis. It wasn't always like that. Tell us about that. When, (laughs) so I sat on this idea for, for years, right. It was something that I was kind of embarrassed to talk about because it's not something people talk about. Sex in itself is already so taboo in today's culture. And when we say sex, we're typically thinking about the pleasure aspects, but we're not thinking about, or even talking about or addressing in movies, TV, porn, anywhere like these sticky, gooey aftermath behind the closed bathroom door moments. And so to almost go beyond what is considered traditionally taboo, I mean, I was, I just didn't tell anyone. And it was at a pretty 
low moment in my like entrepreneurial career in which I finally hesitantly told a few friends and slowly gained more and more confidence and support in what I was doing to go out there and talk about it as a personal story and personal problem. Because when I first pitched this idea, it was very much like you would pitch any other business or startup with like statistics and facts and information. And it just, it didn't go over well. It wasn't relatable. People didn't understand the product. I mean, I'm trying to change the way people like clean up after sex entirely. And so people assumed, they assumed it was a wipe or like a suction kind of machine thing the idea of it being a sponge to absorb everything was just a very hard idea to get across and so as I kept telling a story and pitching I learned that just telling people that it was my problem like I I don't like it some people do but I don't and so that was how this started this is why I created it and if there's other people we can help feel more comfortable and confident after sex that's our goal <laughs> Yeah, that's um, okay. This is so amazing. What I'm getting from this, um, I mean, one of the things that that we talk a lot about here on my show is, you know, masculine energy, feminine energy, how it's like something that we all have inside of us. Right. And um, as women, I mean, I can imagine, especially in a space where you are pitching to investors, I imagine who are mostly men. There's like a language that you is the default where you're like, okay, I got to do the, give the stats and da, 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 do the thing. And it's, this is how the pitch deck has to look. I can imagine. And yeah. then, but I, what I hear in what you just said is how brilliantly you actually just went into your feminine, the, you know, your, the feminine side of you who just said, oh, I just have a story to tell. And the image of you like ninja rolling off of the bed that I can't get that out of my head. It's so powerful. I think it's because a lot of us go through it. Many of us go through it. And even though a lot of the people I pitched were men, if they have ever been in a long-term relationship or are married, it's very likely they witnessed it firsthand. Right. Right. Like they've seen it happen. Their partner has potentially complained about it. Like I did for so many years. to my husband, so it's, it's there, it's out there. It exists. It's just whether or not we're willing to address it. Totally. Yeah. That imagery, I think everyone can really get on board with you so much more than whatever statistic, right. That, And I can, I can imagine too, I mean, I don't know what sort of staff are out there, but in general, there's so little funding that go, that can go towards research around sexuality. So I was, I mean, tell, like, tell me about the process of like finding that sort of stuff. Was it challenging? (laughs) I had to be very scrappy. Like most founders, I couldn't find any research on the internet about how many women allow their partners to finish in them because I don't know what that study would be like, what that study would be based off of. So I just, I mean, I had to do everything I could. I had to go out there. I went to events. I talked to people. I talked to strangers. I posted on Facebook groups. I pushed out surveys to anyone who would answer them. It was very anecdotal because there isn't a lot of information 
in general in the space or research. And then I'm going beyond that and trying to invent this thing. And so it was a leap of faith. I mean, I realized that people did not understand the product. They didn't understand what I was talking about. So my leap of faith was saying, okay, I think if I have this in my hand, if I physically have the product and someone sees it and they're a woman, they will understand how it works. And so I ordered 20,000 units because that was like the minimum order quantity and stored them at my parents' house like every entrepreneur and founder does and put together this scrappy website that looked like a blog from the 90s. It was terrible. And the first thing I did was just post it to a few different groups and try to get feedback. Like, do you understand the product? Does this make sense? Do you you get it? Like, do you want this? And so it's funny because I put this together and I went to bed. I remember after the website went live thinking, okay, this is ground zero. Like now it's going to be a marketing uphill battle. Like, you know, you can't build it and they will come. You have to market it and then they will maybe come. So I went to bed that night. And then the next morning when I woke up, I had hundreds of notifications on my phone and I had no idea what was going on. And so what happened was a writer from Huffington Post in the UK saw me post the site somewhere on Facebook or on the internet, she wrote an article about the product overnight, like while I was sleeping, cause we're on different time zones. So when I woke up, there was like hundreds of orders, all these emails, other, other news articles started like coming out as the world, you know, turned and everyone started waking up. And it was, I mean, I will never forget that morning because I ran to my parents' house, called my friends, like every founder you see on TV, they came over, we're packing boxes. We had an assembly line, like driving truck fulls of orders over to USPS. Like we were not, I was not equipped. Literally, I was like, oh, if I'm lucky, we'll do 10 orders maybe in a week or in a month. Like, I just want to see if people would be willing to buy this. But the floodgates opened and we accidentally accidentally launched in the UK first, which we weren't even shipping internationally at that point. Right. I was just like, I just want to see if people will buy this thing. And so it was an incredible source of validation that yes, all over the world, other people also experienced this and had the same sentiment and could relate. There just wasn't a solution out there yet. Wow. I just got chills. That the experience of waking up to like, oh, like, like it, it's like overnight success when really this was like years and years of you yearning and holding this desire. <laughs> it is, it's, it's the fun story, but I mean, but, it probably took a couple of years to even get to that point. It's a simple product, but I mean, so much goes into creating a product and a business and a brand. And so it's, I mean, I will remember that day. I have a terrible memory, but I will remember that day. Yeah. What did, what did that feel like that day? It's funny because every time my phone would buzz or ding with an order, I actually had a sense of dread and fear because I wasn't prepared for it. I was like, how am I going to do this? Am I going to run out of product? Like what is going to happen? And looking back on it, I mean, of course, looking back on it, it was such an incredible experience and so validating. And had that not happened, I don't know if I would be where I am today. But at that time, it's just, it's so overwhelming. It's a brand new emotion. 
It's um, this is like, you know, in my work, sometimes we talk about like, you know, just creating a creating a breakdown to have a huge breakthrough. And it's like, oh, this is actually a breakdown. We are so not equipped for this. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just I've never been like fearful of my phone before. And that day I was like fearful of my phone. Like I didn't have enough boxes. I had to drive all over the city to find more boxes. The way I was doing things was not efficient whatsoever. So it's just it's so rewarding to see where we are now versus where we were then because it's it's very different. Wow. And so when was that like that day that you woke up with all those alerts? So that was in October of 2019. October of 2019. Okay. All right. So in a pre-pandemic world. <laughs> wow. Ah, what? Um, well, I want to hear about what's happened since then, but I also want to backtrack a little bit um, for, you know, to, to just sort of capture the, the couple of years that you were working on this and you had this idea. Um because, you know, I, I work with women who have um, big desires and dreams. And sometimes it's like there's something big that you want <laughs> to create. And it, it, it can be really hard to sort of hold the energy of it over time and like wake up every single day and believe that you could have your desire. So what was it like sort of the pre the pre that one day? What was it like over time to hold your desire for this? It takes time and I think on on TV and even like podcasts and stuff you hear about the big momentous moment, the thing that I just talked about, but mm. I think you're it's a it's such a great question because we don't really talk about the two, three, four years it took to get to this point. And right. it's, it's hard. You take an emotional beating, you maybe tell a couple of people about the idea and in an attempt to protect you, a lot of people will tell you why it might not work or this already exists. So are you mm -hmm. sure you want to do this? And it comes from a place of, trying to protect their friend or family member. But to, if that's what you want to do, it's, it's hard. And it's a tough thing to hear. And I mean, many times I would tell people about this and this idea and I would hear like, oh, are you sure there's a market for this? I don't understand. What do you mean? Wipes already exist. And so I think a lot of it is just having a very supportive network that will keep pushing you. And so. I was very lucky that the day I decided to like fully tell people about my idea, they were supportive. They didn't tell me why it wouldn't work. They helped me see why it would work and give me ideas. How could I make it work as opposed to like, Oh, be careful. And then another person that I can give a lot of credit to is actually my dad, who is also a founder. And so he sees it in a very business straightforward manner. And he's like, cool. You found a problem this is a solution, do the thing. He was the one that actually encouraged me to order that product, to take that gamble, to spend my savings and go for it. Because 
he knew that I could talk forever. I could talk forever. I could plan forever. I could try to make sure things are perfect in my eyes, but I would not learn what I know now had the product not been on the market. And so honestly, if it weren't for him and those friends that showed me such positive support, I might still be talking about it. You know, I might still be building my website. It's hard to say. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is so much gold. Really like just the, like, okay, just like take the leap when you really believe in something you have to energetically move forward. And for you, that was like, get the freaking product and put it in my parents' garage. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you have to, right. Because you can't, you can't get feedback. You can't learn. You won't know what the world thinks until it's out there. And there's ways to do it that might be a little bit lower risk, like creating a landing page or doing pre-sales, pre-orders. It's different depending on what it is you want to do. But if it's something that doesn't exist, it's very hard to change the way things have always been. And so if it doesn't exist, then you have to make it exist. Yeah, totally. I mean... (laughs) I'm just thinking about the, um, yeah, just the, the alternatives and like, you know, it's like, okay, we have this or basically like a cum rag. (laughs) Those are pretty much the two things or like you take a shower, but there's so many wonderful solutions for the outside, but kind of like you're saying as a efficient entrepreneur type person, I was like, well, it's inside. So how do I solve the problem at the source before any of the issues even happen? Like we're very on the go. Right. And so that's why I was pretty set on creating an internal solution as opposed to an external solution. Yeah, totally. Well, and what were some of the, like, what was it like to pitch this to male investors? Some of the pitches went the way in which you would think, um, you know, let me ask my wife, why can't, is this even a market? Why can't women use the tampon? But our current investors, they, they got it. They were like, Oh, this makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Like, why hasn't anyone done this? Cool. So I found them by looking up investors that have invested in other unusual products that have pretty cheeky branding because we have a very strong brand personality. And I knew that whoever we partnered with would have to be aligned and kind of get us. And mm-hmm. so I found the investors who invested in Tushy Bidets. They have a pretty fun, you know, funny personality and it's an unusual product. And it turns out that they were a pretty good fit for us. Um, they understood and they're like, yeah, we get it. This is great. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Well, yeah, I was just looking at the um the imagery that you have on your website of a Twinkie filled with cream and then the then putting your product into it. Okay, let me talk to you about the Twinkie. Okay, so, tell me. When I got my 20,000 units of product, people were like, how do I use it? I don't understand. So I said, okay, I need to put together an explainer video. I need to demonstrate how the product works. I went to Amazon and I was looking for like those anatomical plastic vaginas that you can get that are like at the doctor's office, but they were so expensive. And so I was like, I can't afford this. What can I use 
instead of this expensive anatomical plastic vagina. So being a sugar addict and someone who used to be in the baking industry, I was like, okay, what are things that are cream filled? I remember getting together with one of my best friends and we made a list of everything cream filled that came to mind and a Twinkie was on that list. And so that's how I came upon this idea of using a Twinkie to demonstrate how the product works. And that Twinkie video, I think was the thing that put us on the map because it was weird and cheeky and relatable and people either loved it or hated it, but it ended up on comedy central. Like it was, but honestly it was the only reason why I created it is because I couldn't afford like the real plastic vagina. Oh my gosh. Okay. Y'all go to awkwardessentials.com and watch this. It's just mesmerizing. Um, highly recommend. Um, but I, you know, I love it because again, this is just, um, this is how the feminine works. It's not about having like everything buttoned up and this is the path and it's going to go exactly this way. It's about saying, oh yeah, oh my God, let's get messy. Let's just create um, a video. What do we know that has cream in it? Okay. Twinkies, you know, like <laughs> this is what the, what the feminine path is. Yeah. You just get creative and make it work. I mean, we make so many things work. There's no reason why you cannot make your business work. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, well tell us a little bit about, um, what has evolved for you since then? And, um, just what, you know, what you're noticing sort of as, as you grow and expand and you're bringing this into the world. It has been incredible seeing the feedback and the use cases. So one of the most rewarding parts of what we're doing is getting those DMS and those messages, not only from women, but from men who are just like, I thought I was alone. I thought I was the only one. I thought there was something wrong with me. Right. And I'm like, wrong with you? like so many people are going through this. That's crazy. And so being the catalyst for opening up that conversation is mm. so rewarding. Um, and then on top of that, we're seeing that we're able to help different use cases that I never would have imagined. So people with disabilities or even like sensory issues or sexual trauma, just like all these groups oh. that I had never considered and now they're coming to light. And so that's, I think another reason why just doing the thing and putting it out there, you'll learn so much because then you can get that feedback and those people will come to you and they'll find you and you'll understand more about your product and what makes sense and what wow. makes sense to focus on. Um, but moving forward as a company, our goal is to really continue creating innovative products that touch on the weird, sticky, awkward, gooey, broad hair things that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know you won't tell me this, but there's like part of me that's like, I want to know all the ideas that are on the, on the back burner. <laughs> I think crotch care is the best way to put it. Crotch care. Oh, this is just, I, I just love all the languaging around this and really like what it takes to be a woman in the world and just say that with a straight face in a business environment. Our business environment conversations are insane. I mean, on yeah, any tell given, me. <laughs> I mean, 
on any given day, we could be talking about anal in a very serious manner or just, you know, liquids, fluids, like the medical the medical community twinkies like getting creative like it's it's all over the place but it's it's so fun and just seeing this thing that came out of my brain like come to life in real life and seeing the reactions to it is i think the best experience mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I can just feel it in every fiber of your being. I'm like, this is just a woman who is in her desire. And it's like, it's really cool because um, what I just get from spending time with you is the way that like, sort of knowing how things work and science is like part of the way that your desire works. (laughs) You know, you just have this like very unique flavor of desire that I don't think is often um, like highlighted or really appreciated. And so I just I just want to like say that and acknowledge you for that. Thank you. I like to think that I'm utilitarian and kind of lazy. So I look for (laughs) like succinct, efficient you know, solutions or ways in which to do things. Yeah. And that's kind of what overlapped to help me get here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you get, it seems like, tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you sort of get turned on about the details of things. It's like, oh, wow. Like this thing. Oh no, it needs to be internal. Of course. Like, it's like, that's a detail that really freaking matters. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the efficiency details. Mm-hmm. I'm a big efficiency person. And so that, I guess, correlates with that detail about yeah. it's actually internal. It's not external. Yeah. Uh-huh. Totally. What is um? what's one of the most sort of like touching stories that you've gotten from like just some of some of your customers? So we are learning that similar to myself, a lot of people will avoid sex because they don't want to go through the whole song and dance of cleanup or have that aftermath happen at work or three hours later, or they're really busy moms and they just don't have time in the morning. And so hearing that we are helping them feel not only more comfortable, but more confident and have sex when there are times they may not have previously wanted to is, I mean, it's amazing. I, in coming up with a solution, I didn't think that, I guess we could be a part of people's lives in that way, but hearing it is phenomenal. It's, it's just so rewarding. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) yeah it's it's so amazing when you create something like this how different people like it just fulfills so many you know different needs for for people and wow I just I'm like I can't imagine like the scenario of saying like not having sex because of this but I really get that there are people out there who would like you know, busy moms. And I really, you know, I really get that there's like a whole extra step there and people, you know, just want to avoid it. Yeah. And everyone is different. You know, like some people are totally fine or they like it, which is, is great, right? It's not a product for everyone and that's okay. But if we can reach the people who 
would otherwise be avoiding sex or not have the time, or maybe just it's not a good situation, then I, then we're happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, what, um, what advice would you give to, um, women leaders? Like I, I have, you know, a lot of listeners who, um, have businesses themselves or, um, who are just, you know, leaders in corporate America. Um, and I think, you know, we're all in, inside of a masculine world, a masculine leaning world. Um, and so I'd love to just hear your, your advice of like what you would say to, to women who are leading and creating. I think when you're creating, it's okay to be yourself. Um, there might be certain notions about the way in which you should be, or the way in which your brand should be because of the space that it's in. And as, as someone with a brand that has gone completely rogue, right, we are straightforward. We lean into humor. We don't take things too seriously. We are very cheeky. We poke fun at, we just like poke fun at everything. It's, it's been okay. And the reason why our brand personality like that is like that, because that's my personality. My Mm -hmm. personality is not, it's not hyper feminine or subdued or like even it's just, I'm very straightforward and that's how it has manifested as a brand. And it's unusual for a female owned brand, but it, it works. And so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just be yourself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and I just see your brilliance all over this. One of the, um, one of the, just for my listeners to know, one of the uh, combinations that you can buy is the 69. <laughs> that is 69 dripsticks. <laughs> The 69 was actually originally a joke. It wasn't meant, it was, it was just, it like we initially, right. When I was testing this idea to see if anyone would buy it, it was like 10, it was like a pack of 10. And I noticed people were buying more than one pack. And so I was like, Oh, it'd be so funny if we had a 69, like a bigger pack. And the minute we put it, people are like buying it. I'm like, wow, like, this is incredible. Like, I'm so happy for your sex life. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> so we kept it and it's like one of our most popular SKUs to date, which is pretty exciting. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. And once again, this is just your feminine coming out. Like, I don't know, let's just try something. Oh, 69. That's like a hot number. Yeah. Why not? Wow. Um, well, what are you, um, like most, uh, sort of like just moving forward, what are you most like lit up by or turned on about sort of just, you know, in your business, but also just in this, in this space in general, we are really excited to grow and reach more people and continue innovating our product pipeline. Um, Dripstick is always going to be at our core. It will always be my first child, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, but mm-hmm. it's it's so exciting to see the way in which people are comfortable talking to us. And mm-hmm. we've opened up this conversation about things that can go anywhere from sweat to hair. Like we have a private Facebook group called Octalk where all of our customers are just, they're 
free and open and comfortable. And they don't mind bringing up these things that they previously may have been nervous or embarrassed about before. And so as we move forward as a brand, I'm excited to like build that community and, and just talk to them and be open and be a part of that conversation. Oh my gosh. The Facebook group is called Oc Talk. Yes. <laughs> I can only imagine some of the conversations that are going on in there. It gets pretty wild, but it's fun. Oh, I, yeah. Wow. I have some curiosities. I feel like I'm going to go seek that out. <laughs> my kinds of people. We would love to have you. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Let's see. I, I, you know, as we sort of start to um, get towards the end, um, I'm curious um, to just hear how, um, how this has impacted the rest of your life. So like holding the weight of your desire for years, you know, and then coming out as this founder with this unique product um, and speaking about something, you know, the topic of sexuality every single day, um, what, yeah, what are the shifts that you've just noticed within yourself, but also just in the, in the rest of your life, given everything you've created here in your business? It took me a long time to get to this point. And now that I'm somewhat here close, yeah, it's really nice to kind of reflect on the fact that even if there's some things I do daily that aren't as fun finance, you know, stuff like that. Um, for the most part, I am, I get to do whatever I want. Like this brand is whatever we want it to be. We can go out there and just because of the way we've positioned ourselves, we pretty much do whatever we want and it's so much fun. And I just, I wouldn't have it any other way. I can't, I think it's very hard for founders to go back to regular jobs, to Mm full-time jobs, because after they've had their own company, like, how can you go back? Um, so it's just been such an amazing learning experience from so many different perspectives. And I'm, I'm excited. I think seeing what we're doing here, it makes me really excited to encourage other female founders to like get out there and do the thing and solve the problems because there's not nearly enough of us. And so if you're sitting on the idea or you don't do it, then the rest of us aren't going to have a solution. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, I am just so excited to see what else uh, wants to come out of you creatively. I'm like on the edge of my seat here. What else is this woman going to (laughs) create? Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's see. What's what's one desire that you have that you want to share with with my audience? I hope that your audience takes away from this conversation, honesty, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. having those honest conversations. It's okay. Like everyone, we're all humans, you know, Mm -hmm. we all go through such a similar experience. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Mm. (laughs) Amazing. 
Oh, thank you so much. Um, well, I'd love for you to share um, where people can find you and, um, you know, what you want them to know about buying the product, you know, all, all the things. We are at awkwardessentials.com and all of our social handles are awkward essentials. Um, we are here, email, chat anytime I'm on our chat. So you might be chatting directly with me. Happy to answer questions and we're, we're excited. If you want to join our Facebook group, it's off talk. Uh, it gets pretty wild in there, but it's very fun, very honest. And I think that's it. I'm just happy to be here and appreciate you having me on Kaylin. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much um, for, yeah, just bringing your story of um, desire and bringing normalcy to just having conversations like this in the world. It's gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.